where you are the peers and we are your pod. We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Help Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Eura Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PeerPod. Today's episode is in dedication to Mental Health Awareness Month. This episode is all about CAPS, which also stands for Counseling and Mental Health Support that is available here at the University of Sydney. I have two guests joining me this lovely morning. Can you guys please introduce yourselves and what role you play in CAPS? Yeah, hi, good morning, Devaichi. Thanks for having us on. My, my name is Matt, Matt Blake. I'm one of the counselors uh, at actually what was formerly known as CAPS. So some exciting news as of, well, ha- actually hasn't even happened yet, but we're about to have a name change uh, after some consultation um, with students. The feedback was CAPS, uh, not everyone knew what it stood for. Um, so it was counseling and psychological services, but that wasn't always clear. And we were a bit uh, concerned that could be a barrier to, to accessing help. So moving forward, and sorry to throw this on you so last minute, but actually moving forward, our name is going to be the Student Counseling Service. So no change to the service, but just um, a, a slight name change. But yeah, so I'm a counsellor at the Student Counseling Service, and I've still got to get used to saying that myself. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've been with the uni a little over two years. And my name's Lucy. I work with Matt at the counselling service and um, I'm a counsellor as well, but I've trained as a clinical psychologist Um, and I've been at the counselling service coming up to two years now. So been a little while as well. So thanks for having us both. We're really excited to be here. Well, thank you, Matt and Lucy, for again, taking your time out to be here and talking all about CAPS, or as we now know, <laughs> with the new name change. Uh, so I just thought we could dive into right into the first question. When should a student reach out to CAPS or, you know, just the um, support service for help? You know, is there a right reason to seek out for mental health support? And what can the service help the students with? Yeah, look, I think that's a really good question. Um And I spend a lot of time talking to students about how there really isn't a right reason to come to to CAPS. And I think that some students come um, because something, you know, relatively small has happened in their life and they're feeling a little bit distressed by it, a little bit shaken up. And for other people, it's more about sort of more long-term problems that are getting in the way of their studying and their socialising and their general day-to-day life. But look, we kind of see people who are struggling with a lot of different things, big and small. And so there's kind of no right or wrong reason to come and see us and have a chat. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. And I I think if anything, um, reaching out sooner rather than later, um, you know, we kind of see the the more one, you know, it's never too late, but the more one brushes things aside, often they can kind of become bigger and eventually more difficult to, to deal with. And I, and I like what Lucy said about kind of the small things. And, and uh, there's a nice little metaphor I might run through r- real quick that I think kind of talks to that a bit. So we do see um, people for, you know, significant mental health issues and, you know, grief or, you know, really, you know, it can be, you know, a, a big sort of event in their lives. Probably more often than not, it is an accumulation of, of smaller things. And so there's something called the stress diathesis model, which is it's a fancy word our psychologists use just to describe how um, 
stress and personality and the environment all interact. And very simple metaphor, it just says that, you know, we're all buckets of water and stresses are rocks. And so stresses are usually difficult things, but they don't even have to be. I mean, planning a birthday party or having a baby, you know, hopefully a good thing and something you're looking forward to, but, but can still be stressful. And so, yeah, you've got this bucket of water and you might drop, um, I don't know, a breakup. That could be a rock that you're dropping in there or um, you're not getting enough shifts at work, you know, and so there's some money issues or you haven't done as well as you, you would have liked in an assignment. Um, and obviously you drop enough kind of rocks in a bucket of water and eventually that, that water level is going to rise up and, and overflow. And, and that looks different for everyone. You know, for some people that might be uh, drinking too much alcohol or it could be a panic attack or it could be low mood. But I really just like that metaphor, how it shows there's this additive effect and everyone has so much coping and so much resilience, um, but, but we can kind of only carry so many rocks, um, you know, and, and so coming to, to somewhere, I almost said cats, but something coming to somewhere like the student counseling service um, and talking to, to a, a mental health professional, I will drop this metaphor in a second, but you know, can they, can they, you know, together, are there rocks you can take out? Are there rocks you can shrink down or take out for a while and bring back later? Or are there skills and strategies that kind of help bring that water level down and, and kind of assist or, or you know, a, allow you, I guess, to, to kind of carry, carry more rocks? So that's it for the bucket metaphor, I promise. But, um, yeah, I just think that kind of talks to, to that point. Yeah, but we do, we, we do see students for all sorts of issues, um, transitioning from school to uni, procrastination, uh, motivation, uh, performance anxiety, loneliness. Most people are at uni for four plus years. I mean, if you go on to sort of PhDs and things like that, it gets up to, to 10 years. And I don't think anyone can go through that length of time in their life without having an issue, without having something come up. So, so very normal, you know, to, to kind of have these, these sort of struggles. Yeah. Anything else do you think that we missed Lucy about why someone might come to CADS? No, I think you put that really well. There's so many different reasons, big and small, um, and lots of things that go on in our lives. Um, so there's no bad reason really to come and have a chat with us. Well, thank you guys for the, that insight. And Matt, I love the metaphor. I know, I mean, as a student, I appreciate hearing that there's no, you know, small or big reason to come because I'm sure a lot of students have heard of CAPS or have heard of, you know, other mental health support services, but it's just the idea of, you know, how do I go? What do I do? So what do you guys find are some, you know, common barriers for accessing mental health support services? Yeah, look, I think there are definitely a few, Devanshi. Like a lot of students talk to me about how, especially at the moment with COVID, there's it's actually really hard to kind of get in and, and find an appointment. A lot of the time services have wait lists. So I think that can be a real barrier for a lot of people. And, and I think the other big one for uni students is cost. Like counselling can be really expensive. And, you know, even just going to the GP and getting a referral, it's all kind of time and hassle and money. And so I think that can form real barriers for people. But certainly a lot of students I talk to talk about the stigma of coming and seeing a counsellor and they're sort of worried that maybe their friends or their parents or someone might find out and what they might think of them. Um, so I think all those things really get in the way. What do you think, Matt? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think just to, to clarify what Lucy's talking to, that's not necessarily coming to our service that there's going to be a long wait and there's going to be a fee. Um, you, you know, that's the advantage of our services that they're typically, you know, it is free to all, at least onshore students. And yeah, typically the wait times do vary. Uh, you, you know, some at the beginning of semester, you get in probably that day or the next day. Um, and then coming up to exam times, I guess it does get to sort of one to two weeks sometimes for, for the wait. Yeah, very common for young people um, to, to kind of avoid reaching out for help. Uh, some reasons people tell me, you know, they, they might be embarrassed that they're going to be crying in front of a stranger. Um, they might think seeing a counselor makes them a failure. They won't know what to say when they get to counselling uh, and all of super normal uh, reasons and something if someone was thinking something like that or, or something else, you know, I'd encourage them to, to bring up with, with the counsellor at, at the beginning of that appointment. Uh, another re really common one would be, um, believe it or not, yeah, my problems aren't big enough or my, my struggles aren't, you know, other people have bigger issues going on. And there's always going to be someone else worse off, um, but that doesn't mean that kind of what you're going through isn't valid and doesn't need to, or doesn't deserve um, yeah, help and support. I truly appreciate the university, you know, giving a service that's for free because I'm sure that's such a big hassle for a lot of, especially students when you're already, you know, dealing with university fees and living costs. So it's nice to know that there's a service that's, you know, at least it's for free for the University of Sydney students. And at the same time, it's good to know about the wait times because I'm sure a lot of students go on the website, you know, look at what the, what the service provides, but then they're always probably wondering like, hey, how long is it even going to take for me to get an appointment? So that's good to know that it varies, you know, depending on what time of the semester it is. And even you can get an appointment in a day or two. I think that's very valuable for students to know as well. Yeah, um, to clarify, not, not, that, that would be the best case, I think, is in the yeah. beginning of semester. But yeah, typically, I'd say seven to 10 days, something like that. And then exam, around exam times, maybe at a touch longer. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense, you know, depending on what time of the semester it is, how many students uh, are signing up for it. And just, I mean, I think this is something that I'm sure all students or even anyone has probably wondered that when you do get booked in for a counseling session, especially for the first time, what can you really expect walking in or even, you know, virtually? Hmm. Yeah, good, good, great question. Um, well, a little bit about the service. So it is confidential. Um, it, it, it's, it's free, like we said, uh, male and female counsellors. Uh, and that first appointment is really the counsellor is sort of getting to know you. Um, you know, what, what brought you to counselling? Uh, what are your goals from, from counselling? And then putting a bit of a plan together um, to move forward, you know, and so that might be, uh, you know, some structured problem solving in that first session. It might be learning some skills or strategies um, to, to manage stress, to manage low mood, to manage um, anxiety. Uh, or it could be a referral. We are a short-term service at CAPS. Um, and so the team is really good uh, at, at sort of knowing what other services are out there and, um, and where is going to be the most appropriate sort of support for, for the student. And so that first appointment is really, you could think of it like an assessment session, um, but yeah, get, getting, to know, getting to know what's going on. Um, and then, yeah, is CAPS the best, or sorry, is the um, student counselling service the best place? Or is it, yeah, is, it, is there a specialised service out there or something that, that might be more appropriate uh, or a longer term support as well? Uh, but yeah, the, the, the counsellor, you know, they'll, they'll never judge, they'll never criticise, they'll never make assumptions. I 
think it can be useful to know too that the only um, source of information that the counsellor has is from the student, you know, and the student alone. Um, yeah. And how long are the um, appointments usually? Yeah, so uh, appointments are always 50 minutes. And so, look, I think a lot of the time at the end of that 50 minutes, students will often say to me, oh, wow, that wasn't as scary as I thought. You know, that was just a chat, <laughs> which is so nice to hear. Um, and I think it it's kind of true. Like, it's we're really just trying to find out where this problem has come from, what's going on, how you're coping with it, a little bit about your life, how you want your life to look. Um, so it's really informal and just about getting to know you and seeing how we can help you. And just to clarify uh, for the listeners, so at the moment, the service is only, is it video call or is it by the phone? And is it just, are, are there in-person services that will be coming soon? Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a very topical issue. <laughs> Obviously with COVID, it has thrown a spanner in the works. Um, but we, while we are currently doing um, Zoom sessions only, we are hoping towards the end of the year to move back to offering both um, in-person appointments that happen at our Camperdown campus um, and also continuing to do the Zoom appointments for people who might live far away from campus or they might be out on placement or another reason why they can't necessarily get into campus for an in-person appointment. Okay, that's good to know. I'm sure a lot of people were wondering whether it'd be virtual. And with Zoom, is it usually with the video call or can it just be the voice call as well? Yeah, so, so typically, um, personally, I think it's best to have um, the, the audio and video, but definitely, you know, it, it, you, could, you could do a phone call um, and you could do a Zoom without the video um, if, if, if it was a particular reason. I mean, I've definitely had appointments where the person's webcam isn't working or something like that, and, and that's totally fine. Okay, thank you guys so much for that insight. And Matt, you were mentioning before that there are other support services that are also available. So I'm just curious if, you know, you guys can share with some listener, listeners, you know, some support services besides the one that you guys are talking about within the university and if there are other support services outside the university as well. Yeah, so, so CAPS, um, predominantly what we offer is these 50-minute, um, I want to say face-to-face, -face, but yeah, I guess telehealth, phone or Zoom appointments. Um, but we also, on our website, uh, on the Student Counseling Service website, there's uh, quite a lot of fact sheets um, so on a whole range of mental health issues, st study issues, um, lifestyle issues. Uh, and, and so that's a, you know, if you weren't quite ready to see a counsellor or, or you just wanted to do a bit of your own research, you know, you could, that's a, um, that's probably the, yeah, in order of kind of commitment, the sort of smallest place to start, I think, is, is to ha ha run your eyes over some of those fact sheets and, and you know, they're, they're going to have some good tips and stuff on there. Also on um, the counselling service website, there's a, a, I don't know what you quite call it, a headset um, module, I guess that would be the word, and that's got some self-directed um, resources on there. So it's um, it's called the Managing Me series, and yeah, important concepts for managing studies, mental health, uh, explained through an analogy, and three useful multimedia sites. So there's always something to read, something to watch, and something to listen to. So um, they could jump on there. 
There's also a great um, service called This Way Up, and they have self-directed modules. So hopefully we could put that link in the bio. Um, that's external to the uni. Um, and so there's about 15 different uh, modules on there. They're, they're predominantly done over about a six week um, period. Yeah, you have a bit longer to do it. Um, you can do it on your own. Then they, some are free, some cost $59. Or it might be something you do with the counsellor um, as well. And so that's a, a really great, you know, if you weren't quite ready for, for counselling, a really great sort of place to learn some skills um, on your own. Um, always talking to the GP as well about, um, you know, if you wanted longer term support, like I said earlier, CAPS is, is short term. Um, so if you wanted longer term support, GP is a great place to start. And, you know, often Medicare can help cover um, some of the fees for, for seeing an external psychologist. And then there's a whole range of services within the uni. Unfortunately, we, I don't think we'll have time to cover them all, but we'll put, we'll put those um, in, the, in the bio as well. A couple to talk to. So there's, there's the team Safer Communities. Um, there's specialist staff who provide case management and support to survivors of se sexual misconduct and domestic violence. Um, there's uh, the disability service, so is there anything, any issues related to a diagnosed disability. Uh, if you're an undergrad, the SRC or, or postgrad supra, they look after appeals, show cause, Centrelink, welfare issues. So, um, I mean, CAPS is always a good place to start, but sometimes, you know, you don't want to be on a wait list to come, uh, sorry, to, to see the counselling service. You know, if it was if it was a, a, an appeals question, you know, you're better off probably going to, to Super or the SRC, for example. Did I miss anything there, Lucy? Do you think that covered? Um... I think that was a, a huge array of lots of great ideas. And the only one I would add in is the wellbeing support line, which is a fantastic phone counselling service that the university provide. Um, at night and on weekends, you can find the number on our website. But basically, if you're feeling really stressed out, um, something's happened, or there's no one to talk to at night or on the weekend, you can give that number a call and there's counsellors who can chat to you and help you kind of uh, settle yourself or come up with a bit of a plan around what to do. So a lot of students chat with them and find them really helpful. Well, these are some great services that you guys have mentioned. And for the listeners that are, you know, just tuning in, I just thought I would mention that, as Matt was saying before, um, these all the services that Matt and Lucy have said will be in the bio as well, whether you're listening, you know, on any of our services. So with the links and everything will be available for you guys as well. And just a very last quick question. I mean, you know, that now that we're in October and it is Mental Health Awareness Month and exam season's approaching as well, which I know can be hard for a lot of students. Do you guys have any quick tips regarding, you know, just handling exam season? Yeah, look, I think this is definitely a big problem that students um, talk to a lot around this time of year. And look, I think the biggest thing you can do to look after yourself during this time is I think just try to keep it in perspective try not to panic too much I think it's really normal for people to be a little bit behind or a little bit stressed at this time of year so just go easy on yourself make sure you're getting enough sleep you're still seeing friends you're, you know you're getting your walks in all of those things I think really go a long way towards performing your best couldn't, couldn't agree more. I think that's probably the number one. Um, but I am a big fan of the Pomodoro technique. And so 
I know we're tight on time, but I'll, I'll put a little um, a, a link to a little cartoon video that, that explains it in a bit more detail. But basically, um, breaking your tasks down on time, not so much on outcome, uh, can be a way of being, feeling a little bit less overwhelmed by, by what's in front of you. So maybe setting a 25-minute timer, uh, no distractions, getting as much done as you can in that time, uh, and then a quick five-minute break. You know, you're not putting the TV on or getting on the couch, you know, it's drink of water, do a push-up, breath of fresh air, something like that, and then another 25 minutes and doing that four times, and that's considered one Pomodoro, and then taking a, a much kind of bigger break. But yeah, the, the research shows us 25 minutes for most people's brains, that's sort of the optimal time for, for memory and, and concentration. I myself am a huge fan of Pomodoro. So now that I'm studying for exam, I'm also using that as well. Thank you guys so much for coming today. We're about to wrap up the episode. And I really hope the listeners um, understand just a little bit more about support services that are available at the university and outside the university and as well. And I think the biggest takeaway I'm sure that we can all get from this is there's no such thing as a big or small problem or, you know, the right reason to attend any of the counseling services, even just at the university. So again, we just hope that this episode helps you understand, you know, what is out there and that you truly are never alone in this. So thank you guys again, Matt and Lucy, for taking the time out this morning and having a chat with me. Thanks so much for having us. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. It's been great to chat. And, uh, and Lucy said, thanks, Aaron, for tuning in. That is the theme of Mental Health Month this year, tuning in. So, so yeah, thanks to everyone for tuning in. And, and, um, and I think that's a nice thing to kind of leave on, to reflect on what, what does tuning in mean. And I guess to me, that's sort of, that's tuning into myself and, and being present and being aware of what's going on within me and the world around me and, and tuning into others as well um, and to others sort of mental health concerns. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.